This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to the Speed Force, superhero stuff you should know. This is the Ben Force, and with me, as usual, is... You know, I illegally changed my name to Ballsack Barry. <laughs> so, legally, there's huh? that. You should have been One-Eyed Wally, bro. <laughs> Next time. Come on. <laughs> Next time one-eyed we Wally. do this. I didn't know you legally changed your name. I guess I have to legally change mine now. <laughs> Ball sack, <laughs> It's like bag and sag and berry. Oh man! All right, so we've got another Flash script, everybody. In the, in the lead up to the Flash movie that we're getting in June, we're going to cover a Flash script. I figure allegedly, yes, allegedly, allegedly getting this movie. Still, <laughs> so far threat- we think they're threatening so. us with this movie. So far, we think yeah. we're getting this. So we'll just uh, and if not, then you have several episodes to catch up with us where we cover other Flash movies that people didn't get to see. Uh, so Get used to it. In uh, February, we covered the 1987 one uh, that was kind of an exclusive. Uh, but this one, we are covering a Flash script that uh, has been out there, and that is the script by David Goyer, who a lot of us are familiar with, of course. He was the go-to guy in Hollywood for a lot of comic book projects and still is in some ways. Uh, but uh, She-Hulk fan extraordinaire, <laughs> David Goyer. Yes. David Goyer Esquire. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's asked him about his thoughts on the Disney Plus show recently. On Dude, that. no. I don't <laughs> think, I think he's staying away. Uh, hopefully he learned from that fiasco. I would think so. So, yeah, around this Immaculate time, sleeves, though. His yes. tattoo sleeves oh, are yeah. incredible. Yes. Um, I've met him in person as well. Oh, uh, wow. We shared an elevator a couple times uh, during that, that event. And uh, we're going to cover his time on The Flash. He wrote this script before I met him. Uh, This was done in October 3rd, 2006, so this is a year after Batman Begins. Uh, He's already done the Blade Trinity, but this is before the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, before Man of Steel, Uh, and so this is kind of where he's on the rise in terms of comic book stuff. He's hitting his, uh, basically, his career high of all these comic book stuff, and so Warner Brothers is like, clearly this worked with Batman, so let's offer you a few other superheroes. So they offered him... Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and The Flash as possible options. Uh, Goyer, in an interview, said that he didn't really love Wonder Woman. So... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sensing a pattern here, bro. (laughs) Uh, But he felt there was cinematic potential in The Flash uh, in terms of his powers and thought that would be cool, and so he made a list of cool moments or lines from the comics that he felt had to be in the movie. So this is kind of what led into the development of this script, one of the big notable differences between the script and the movie that we are getting, as well as the TV show on in the CW, as well as the TV show in the 1990s, is the fact that in the classic comics, the Silver Age comics, Barry Allen was the Flash up until 1985 during Crisis on Infinite Earths when DC killed him off during the crisis. And so the modern Flash at the time that Goyer was writing was not Barry Allen, but actually Wally West. Wally West originally starred as Kid Flash, 
took on the mantle of the Flash in the 80s, and he would have been the Flash for nearly 20 years at this point when Goyer started writing. So there was about 20 years worth of comics to draw off of, not to mention all the previous Flash stuff that Barry had been through. A lot of our generation grew okay. up with uh, the Michael Rosenbaum uh, voiced Flash in the Justice League animated series. That version is Wally just because Wally West was the Flash at the time. So we're kind of now in a weird period where Barry took the mantle back as well as took a lot of different things from Wally. And um, I'm kind of wondering if that's going to be reset back to Wally considering that I've been hearing that current Flash comics, Wally is back as the Flash. So In Rebirth? It, it, yeah, in, in the recent stuff. Apparently, it's I'm, gone uh, back to Wally. The, so I'm out of the loop on the Flash and comics, to be honest with I you. Don't, well, I don't know if that's a scenario where, like, after this Flash movie, they're just going to be like, well, Wally's now the main Flash. I guess we got to cast a Wally West as the new Flash. And then that kind of solves whatever recasting uh, we might be in store <laughs> in, for the future. But Get it, used to it, idiots. Yep. <laughs> in this script, Wally that's West... That's what DC is going to say. Yeah. Wally West is the main Flash uh, in this script. Barry Allen, however, is still in this, so don't worry, Balsack Barry. You are still in this. Oh, good. Uh, and uh, because Goyer wanted to showcase the legacy aspect of the Flash. You know, Barry is considered to be the uh, the top Flash, even though before him was Jay Garrick. So already there's like a legacy aspect with at least three Flashes at the point of this writing. And of course, Man. later on, there was Bart Allen and all these sorts of other speedsters. So. The salad bowl dies with Jay. Yeah. <laughs> no one else. See, no one else can really the only take one. that. Yes. Uh, also, a bit of casting at this time. Before Green Lantern, before Deadpool, Goyer wanted Ryan Reynolds as Wally in this, which I think is good casting for this time. So, do you uh, like man crush on Ryan Reynolds like a lot of dudes do? He's like the number one most man crushed on. I don't think I. Guy. I wouldn't say number one. But maybe top five. He's <laughs> definitely, <laughs> top, definitely five. top five. <laughs> I love the Deadpool movies, but... You don't have the man crush on him? You're more uh, of a not him. guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, th- I like Reynolds, though. I, think it's, I do like him. It's, it's, the, it's the cross appeal of the comedic side while also having the body of an action hero, I think is why he's so popular. Uh, especially That's with, really what it is. Like, yeah. All, all yeah. the types of movies, all the action movies he's in are like action comedies for the most part, you know? So, uh, but I mean, he's got the sense of humor of an ugly guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but without, without the ugly <laughs> part of it is, is, Don't you not- know, Van Wilder kind of got his start, but really it's, it's Goyer who kind of gets a little bit of credit for putting him a little bit more in the action stuff because, uh, you know, Reynolds is known for being, of course, Deadpool and stuff, and even was Green Lantern. But before all that, his first comic book role was Hannibal King in Blade Trinity, the cinematic masterpiece that Goyer directed. And Dude, I got to tell you, I've only seen the first two Blade. Oh, you haven't seen Trinity? I I've, never, I, I've never seen the third one. You're not missing out on much. But it, it <laughs> you, you could check out scenes of Reynolds in it because he is in classic Reynolds form, but that was like the first time he was in like comedic action hero badass role. And stuff of all somebody at my somebody at my work was saying like they just basically just put Reynolds in a Blade movie like yeah. he's not doing any kind of acting stretch <laughs> which is fine but it's like out of almost kind of out of place in Blade is what I heard yeah but it's it it really is one where you see like okay this is where it all started because I think it's that movie that leads to uh, him getting interested in Deadpool you know that that or people are just like this guy's perfect for Deadpool and then he learns about Deadpool and wants to be in that and like it's 
it, it takes off from there. And of course, Goyer's already worked with him at this point on Blade Trinity. And it's just like, hey, you're perfect for my Wally West. So, uh, question. Didn't he just he, sell Mint, Mint, Bolt, Mint Mobile he did. too? Yeah. So, uh, dude, this guy, he's look, on the rise. I, this, is, this, is, this is another thing, man. The guy's probably got like an incredible IQ, I wonder. Like, just to be able to do, I don't know, man. Like, not all the fucking stars do this kind of thing. Like, oh, like some of them own, like, I know he owns Aviation yeah, Gen, too, say, he's but he's, got there's, he's got that, but, like, some other stars, like, own whiskeys and shit, I know, mm-hmm. but, uh, like, this guy had, like, a cell phone company, you're <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the, what the fuck, dude? Like, he's, yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, I get, I, I could see why he's the most man-crushed on dude, I guess, but yeah. it's just, I don't know, yeah, the, it's, it's insane. Some people just get, get the genetic jackpot. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. It is, when I read this script, it was uh, just the moment that you meet Wally, I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is definitely written for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> like, it, it, you feel okay. it. And then we'll, we'll get to that point, and I'll, I'll point that out even more when we get to specific scenes. But uh, this, this could have been, been a great fit, uh, I thought. So question is, if they stayed true to the script, how's the script would it have turned out better than green lantern it would have been closer to a deadpool situation or a green lantern situation so we're about to see in unlocking this so my okay before we go in my expectation yes. is it might be actually pretty good definitely better than green lantern all right that's what i'm thinking going we'll in we'll see if this lives up to that expectation okay i don't want to to hint around anything i want you to experience it kind of like before with the shazam one where we're just like yeah i didn't want to like color it too much until it became very apparent that it wasn't as good as the 2019 movie that we got <laughs> so uh but- the bigger space spacier ones are harder to write for most people and the flash is mostly terrestrial yeah so that's true uh i think going just go, knowing that from the jump mm-hmm. uh from the starting line uh, whatever running pun I can fit, fit in here, <laughs> uh, you know, just I, I, it seems like that would make it easier to write. Yeah. Anyway, let's go. Let's start. Let's jump in. All right. It. So the Flash script, 2006, David Goyer. So we start with a voiceover saying, my name is Wally West and I'm the fastest man alive. Now, that is true yeah. to the Wally West comics and would eventually be adopted by Barry Allen, much like a lot of things from Wally to Barry uh, in the CW show, because that also was what Grant Gustin said in the voiceover in the in the CW show. Uh, one of our longtime supporters, Braxton, commented that Barry Allen's personality in the movies and TV show is actually more Wally West than Barry Allen. Wally was the Flash for a really long time, and most of the concepts and stories of the Flash, like the Speed Force and the different speedsters, were done when Barry was dead. So uh, this is a good point. One mm. of the major things that I've I pointed out beforehand is the whole thing about, like, oh, he needs all the different... He eats a ton because of the different calories. Well, that wasn't... Uh, established in the bear, you know, the old school Barry Allen stuff, but that was established in the Wally West comics, apparently. So that then gets adopted to Barry, and so it kind of, sort of, goes back to the original in some way. So it's kind of a, it's a weird thing where like exploring these stories about Wally also feel like you're exploring stories about Barry, based off the Barry we know now. It's a weird thing. I wonder how like ma- like Flash fans feel about that, like <clears throat> just really mixing the personalities as we go. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it would be like it'd be really weird, right? If it was a situation with uh, like a different hero where you know Superman died from Doomsday, and then like Superboy was established, the Connor Kent one, and people really love Connor Kent, but then Superman gets resurrected, but then they start putting Connor Kent personality stuff into Clark. You know, like that's kind of how it feels, right? 
I'm sure, where it's right. just like, eh, like I'm glad Clark's back, but also I was a really big Superboy fan. Like it, it, it'd be weird in that way. I don't know. Uh, let us know in the comments what you think if you you've been a long time uh, Flash fan. I think Braxton clearly uh, has some knowledge here too on that. But uh, you know, we're we're speaking as people who really more got into it when the CW show came out, and then you know I started exploring some of these comics and what the storylines actually were in the source material after that. So let us know. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I was aware of the power set and everything, but I wasn't really aware, too aware of the, his villains, I guess, too much. I mean, I, I I, didn't even see the Justice League cartoon until like, God, 10 years ago, maybe? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, that was, I don't know, I didn't grow up watching it. I, I watched all of it on Netflix or something, so I, I guess that was like one of my main introductions to The Flash. Yeah, yeah, that and the... I mean that to some extent, but I think mainly the CW show for both of us was what yeah. really got us. Yeah, yeah, got us interested. So uh, until a f- season something, I don't know when it was, but I just couldn't take it <laughs> after a while. But that's a- after the forty seventh Wells from Tom. Yeah, Kavanaugh. that on I forgot. Yes, you reminded me. Yes, there was too many fucking Wellses. Like, oh my god. Anyway, let's 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 get back to this. All script. right. So we start in 1995 in Keystone City. This is the city where the Jay Garrick Flash operated, but also the city where the Wally West Flash operates in the comics. Uh, so we are introduced to a 14-year-old Wally West, and he's a troublemaker. He breaks a window in a housing development and gets chased down by a cop named Fred Chire, uh, a Keystone City cop in the comics. And uh, Chire finally tracks him down, already knows this kid, and takes him to his guardians, who are Wally's aunt, Iris, and her husband, Barry Allen, of course. Uh, Wally is acting out during this time because his own parents are going through a divorce. He's been staying with his aunt and uncle for the summer, but he doesn't want to go back to that. He's sort of running away from his problems, which is uh, going to be a big theme here. Uh, Barry brings up that Wally needs to learn that there are consequences to his actions. He can't just, you know, he basically just can't mess around all the time. Uh, so do- I think there's a old timey, there's like some sort of old timey prejudice or something against red, redheads where they're, they, <laughs> it was like this, this image that they were all troublemakers or something. Yeah, I guess so. Cause like Wally is, Wally is a ginger in the comics and he always has been yeah. in the uh, original like silver age time. So, uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Um, I don't know if they would have dyed Ryan Reynolds' hair for this. I really doubt it. Uh, it's not really specified in, in the script either what his hair color is. So maybe it would just be... Where's the... <laughs> there's no ginger representation. Where's the ginger p- representation? <laughs> yeah. Where is that? It's, it's getting buried. So uh, <laughs> Barry Allen gets a call from the cops. There is a disturbance. He is needed. Wally asks to tag along because he wants to see the action because Barry is part of the police force over here in Keystone. But Barry says, no. Wally won't take no for an answer. He sneaks onto Barry's SUV to get over there. So we get to the crime scene, and Barry basically trades notes with the cop who's there, who is his best friend, Hunter Zolomon. Uh, Hunter is a cop here who brings up that they may have tracked down the, this criminal genius named Victor Vesp at his hideout. This might be where he actually operates from. And so Barry decides to go in as the Flash, Hunter being the only one who knows that Barry is the Flash, outside of Iris, uh, to check it out. And so Barry turns into the Flash for the first time here. So this is cool, right? It establishes the superhero, but there's a twist here where Wally, who has been tagging along, ends up getting captured by a henchman named Slow. Get it? S S L O E. In terms of how it's spelled, this is not a character in the comics. I was like, Goyer, this is a little on the nose, but okay. 
Uh, yeah, he's just having fun, I guess. So Slow works for Victor Vesp, who's like the, the big bad of this, of this time. And uh, the Flash tracks down Vesp and Slow and finds out that they have kidnapped his nephew, Wally, and he sort of gives himself up. Uh, Vesp turns on a device to that basically causes the Flash to levitate where he can't, like, he, he basically can't run at that point. His, his legs are just moving in, in fast motion at that point, and he has him at his mercy. And Vesp really wants to take away his speed. Uh, using, Wait, just hold on real quick. This yeah. is like the first 10 minutes of this movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it basically feels like we are at the third act of a Flash movie with Barry Allen to start a movie with Wally West. Honestly, that's cool. Yeah. Just get right the fuck to it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, Vesp already knows that Barry Allen is the Flash. He's already computed okay. that, you know, lightning strike on a certain, you know, CSI of the Keystone Police happens to coincide with the Flash's debut. I'm pretty sure Barry Allen is the Flash. And, of course, he reveals that story-wise so that he can shock Wally's, basically Wally West. Wally just finds out in this sequence, in the opening, that his uncle is in yeah. the red, you know, is in the red tights here. So, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I kind of... I. I I sort of want the Bond intro for like pretty much every superhero movie. <laughs> just, just start right in the middle of a punch, dude. Yeah. Like first half second, some dude's tooth flying off a screen because he got punched so hard. You know, some shit like that. Just immediately yeah. get to it. Yeah, and I, I think that was a really smart choice because again, you're establishing this legacy thing anyway. So naturally, like you don't need to start with Barry's origin if he's not the main character. Have him already be the Flash, and have it be like the beginning of when Wally got involved with shit, which is right here in in this version of events where Wally is caught as a hostage and is discovering that his uncle was the Flash. Uh, and okay. so again, just great opening right now. Uh, Vesp, our villain, attempts to use an infinity transducer. This is Goyer making shit up, but that's the, that's the sci-fi mm-hmm. name for it. But it's basically used to steal Barry's speed during this time. Uh, this is where all chaos goes loose. Barry's friend, Hunter Zolomon, enters to try to help out. Barry tries to escape from all this by, quote-unquote, going Nova in terms of his speed and turns into a being of pure energy at this point. He's going way too fast and is starting to disappear. An explosion uh, is basically brewing, uh, but it's causing this weird energy to emanate from it. Uh, Victor Vest, the villain, gets caught in it and starts going to a strange slow-motion seizure. Um, the place starts basically crashing down. Hunter Zolomon tries to help Wally out of there, but ends up getting crushed when a metal beam crashes down on him. And then Wally, when trying to escape, gets basically, it says lightning, and you know envelops him, and everything on the screen turns white. Cut to present day. So, that was the opening. Okay. See what happened. So that was good. Uh, Wally's are clearly. Uh, oh yes, and this is Barry disappearing. Uh, this is kind of their way to echo Crisis on Infinite Earths. But essentially, uh, Barry is believed to have died during this time, uh, and this was okay. the final stand of the Flash. And uh, the survivor of this was, of course, Wally West. He's now in his mid twenties. Uh, he is quote the kind of guy who skates through life, never taking anything seriously. He's a guy who's pretty much a mess in life, no ambition, no job. All he's got is his wit and always an answer or response for everything. You can see how this is Ryan Reynolds already at this point. Yes. Uh, yes. His girlfriend breaks up with him for not having a direction in life, leaving him for another dude named Greg who shows up and tries to pick up their tab for their dinner and tries to be all nice to him. Wally, uh, of course, grabs an expensive dessert, chucks it at Greg's head and says, you took care of dinner, so really, dessert's on me. 
again, Ryan Reynolds here. So he gets into a fight okay. uh, with Greg and ends up in jail, where, of course, he gets bailed out again by the cop, Fred Chire, from the beginning. Chire is still a cop at this point. He's now Iris's new boyfriend, and he brings up that Wally is getting bailed out of jail by his mentor and family friend, Hunter Sullivan. Hunter survived the explosion years ago. He's now relegated, however, to a wheelchair due to the beam falling on him. So, Alfie just okay. knocked over something on my table because he knows it's recording time. Damn you, Alfie. <laughs> uh, so, Hunter, uh, basically Hunter Zolomon is kind of Barry's mentor in this, along with Barry's Aunt Iris. They've been looking out for Wally ever since Barry's death years ago, and it's basically stated through his Aunt Iris that Wally's fear of committing to anything, whether that's a job, a girlfriend, any of those things, is because of his constant fear of never being able to live up to Barry Allen's legacy. So if he doesn't try, he gets to avoid everything else entirely. He gets to avoid failing. In a sense, he's once again okay. running away. We're setting up the uh, character arc. Yeah, yeah, and very well, and also thematically ties yeah. into you know running and stuff. And this is this is very um, ingrained in in the Wally West stories in the beginning when he had to take on the role of the Flash. It's it's something that uh, I think that that period of time is praised because suddenly. There was a lot more, a lot more flawed character, at this point. It wasn't somebody who was already noble. Uh, they wanted to explore like this guy who's just he's intimidated by the legacy he has to live up to. He has insecurities about right. that stuff, and that's why, you know, I, I think I came around to Batman Beyond because I've told you before I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm still, I still think it's overrated, but I think its best moments with <laughs> Terry are when Terry evokes Wally West, when Terry the stories deal with Terry having to fill Bruce's shoes because I think that's a big relatable part where like, okay, yeah, I can see how intimidating that much be that must be when you have to be the dark knight and you don't really feel like you're the world's greatest detective. So like, how do you carve out your own thing out of that? Right. Uh, similar thing here with Wally. So uh, it's also revealed that Barry Allen's identity was outed from his death. Uh, so everyone knows Barry, Barry was the flash and died years ago in 1995. And so Barry's uh, secret identity was revealed. Yeah, yeah, from his final confrontation with, with Vesp. And so okay. uh, there's this big statue of Barry in the Flash, co- uh, basically the Flash costume, and it's a inscription that says, Keystone's finest son. You've got the wall with the names of everyone he saved. It's basically Wally seeing the visual representation of everything he has to live up to that he's been running away from. And... While he's there, he hears the voice of his uncle saying his name. And he keeps hearing Barry's voice until thunder in the background builds up. And Wally, just like Barry years ago, gets struck by lightning. So we wonder where this is going to head over to. So uh, Wally wakes up in the hospital. And as he listens to the doctor, everything kind of feels like it's going in a weird slow motion for a bit. Until it picks back up. And, so wait a second, wait a second. He was stuff. already having those feelings. He was having those feelings before he was the Flash. He, he had, felt like he had to live up to a super yeah. <laughs> guy that's super powered. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Even before he has powers. Yeah, exactly. And but now he has okay. the powers. Now he is becoming more and more like his uncle. I think is is the general story arc that we're heading into, where he's like he's been spending this whole time trying to run away from having to become Barry only to be put in a situation where he has to, where he's given what the same powers. What luck for him. Indeed. He can, uh, you know, really live up to the name at that point. Yeah. 
So yeah, Wally is now discovering he's got super speed in the hospital. Uh, and then we cut over to our villain, who is still Victor Vesp. The accident from 1995 rendered his metabolism unnaturally slow, as well as his movements very slow. And so his nickname around the prison is The Turtle. So this is the villain of this piece. This is the first villain Barry Allen's Flash ever faced. And the turtle is the main villain of uh, one of the main villains, at least. of this In the script. comics, it's the first one he ever faced. Yeah. So the, if you read the, uh, I think it's Showcase 50, uh, like the first half of it is like Barry Allen becoming the Flash. And then the second half uh, is him facing off against the turtle. Like the turtle is like his first supervillain. Uh, he doesn't look as as uh, fucked up as this that I'm showing here, but uh, he's he's a guy in like a green turtleneck at that point. But it's, <laughs> uh, they changed his look to be a little bit more appropriate for a supervillain later on. But oh my god, uh, dude! It, All right, cool so we're going with the turtle. Yeah. So uh, best. I mean, conceptually, it's fine. I guess it's, it reminds <laughs> me of Slowpoke Rodriguez, you know, uh, Speedy Speedy Gonzalez's cousin. He carries a gun. Maybe they were inspired. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's a cool thing here where I'm like, okay, I get it. It's the opposite number. You know, it's it's the guy with the opposite powers here. So um, Vesp, of course, has pet snails because again, slow. Uh, his henchman's <laughs> name is Slow. Uh, he uses. He's watching a <laughs> documentary on sloths. Whenever we first at, uh, see him at half speed. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Vesp uh, uses snail toxins on another inmate after the inmate threatens him. Uh, And then he has a visit from his henchman, Slow, uh, bringing up that he has heard through the news that Wally West was struck by lightning. And so he wants Slow to keep an eye on the man. And uh, because he suspects that, uh, you know, the Flash might be coming back. So he already suspects that Wally might have gotten superpowers from this. Because again, not only is the turtle slow, he's also a genius in this. So... We'll see if he's right. Uh, of course he is. But uh, back at the hospital, <laughs> Wally starts discovering he's got the quick metabolism. He eats 30,000 calories in an hour uh, and stuff. He's basically just scarfing through all the hospital food uh, at that point. Uh, he also has rapid facial hair growth. He grows a full beard overnight. He doesn't. He just doesn't know what's going on. And um, it's his mentor, Hunter, who figures out that he's inherited Barry's powers and potentially, you know, the night that Barry died, Barry was actually passing on the whole, you know, powers over to Wally and the bolt of lightning just kind of gave him the jolt he needed to tap into it. So it was kind of like a two-part type of genesis in some ways for Wally's powers, which kind of makes sense. Um, Hospital doctors don't really know what to do with him, but Star Labs does. So Wally gets visited by a doctor from Star Labs named Jerry McGee, and uh, encourages Wally to come visit them at Star Labs so they can test his powers. While there, Wally, of course, tries to flirt with a woman in the parking lot who turns out to be the other McGee, Jerry McGee's ex-wife, Tina McGee, who's the, who's the female lead uh, in this. This is uh, the, 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 the turtle's ex-wife? Uh, Jerry's ex-wife, Jerry the doctor uh, at Star Labs. Oh, okay, gotcha. So Star Labs now has, it basically has a former married couple. Uh, helping out Wally, and Wally just has the hots for Tina. Okay. He takes every opportunity he gets to flirt with Tina, uh, which, of course, sparks jealousy from Jerry. So we've got that sort of love triangle thing going on right now while they're trying to experiment with his speed. Uh, okay. So they put Wally on a test track 
where he just goes way too fast. He ends up in a smoking crater and causes $60 million in property damage because he doesn't know how to control it yet, which makes sense. But also, the city now knows that Wally West, nephew to the original Barry Allen, has inherited his uncle's powers. Will he become the So there's no secret identity? Nope. None. This predates Iron Man. This movie would have dealt with being a celebrity superhero with no secret identity. Which... Red suit yeah. and a fun, kind of a fun guy. Yeah, indeed. Red and gold and kind of a fun guy. Uh, <laughs> but it's something that does happen at some point in the comics anyway, where Wally is kind of like his secret identity is known. So I think Goyer was playing around with the fact that like, hey, they haven't really done this type of thing before in 2006. So let's do it with Wally since it's already part of the, the comics at this point. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, so... Hunter, his mentor, takes Wally to Barry's secret lair, encouraging him to take on the mantle of the Flash. Wally doesn't want to, and Hunter brings up that he, you know, Wally's been given this gift that most people, including him, would, you know, kill for. You know, this guy can't even use his legs. And so, you know, he didn't lose his ability to walk and watch his best friend Barry die just for Wally to choke up now and not be able to use his gifts. So he passes the Flash rig over to Wally, who decides to open it and don the Flash suit for the first time. So Wally West has now taken on the Flash mantle, um, but he has some different ideas on how to be the Flash. So (laughs) he decides, I'm going to become a celebrity. So he does publicity (laughs) stunts for charity. He goes on Oprah, (laughs) uh, does a Got Milk ad, magazine covers. He plays hockey against the entire team. He plays baseball against himself in Dodger Stadium. Like, he is... He is just milking the shit out of this. And um, that's honestly great. <laughs> I mean, it's like a booster gold thing, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, that's cool. It's kind of like, what if a guy who wasn't such a, you know, like straight laced noble dude got the superpower? He wouldn't be like, oh, I must go fight crime. It's like with Shazam, right? It's just like, well, a kid wouldn't just yeah. immediately go fight crime. He'd, he'd be experimenting or he'd be picking on the bullies who picked on him. So uh, it's a similar yes. thing here. Uh, he also uses his speed to separate his romantic rival, Jerry, from Tina so he can flirt with her more. Uh, <laughs> the guy just ends up in the middle of nowhere at one point. Um, also gets revenge on the guy who stole his last girlfriend by stripping him naked in public. Like, he, he just does all these different act- antics because his attitude is like, hey, Barry being a hero, that got him killed. So I don't want the same no. to happen to me. You know, thematically, it still works, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean... He's still running away from responsibility. I mean, he could drop it in the third or fourth, the third act, but uh, so far, this is like, sounding like Goyer's best script. (laughs) Yeah, so we've hit this point where, like, it's it's already sinking in. This is, this is definitely one of Goyer's, one of Goyer's best work. I think this is, this is a really solid Flash script. If what we're getting in the summer is even better than this, then we're in for something really awesome. And if not, then we'll have this to look to being like, they should have just done the David Goyer 2006 script. But we'll right. we'll have to see. But this is uh, this is great. I mean, we we really like the the 1987 one too. But that was more from the lens of like it's the it's the 80s. You're kind of limited and stuff. You know, it's it was kind of a alien Terminator esque type of uh, take on it, which would have been fine for the time. But you know, cut over to 2006, you kind of expect something a little bit you know more comic book based with more spectacle at that point, and that's mm-hmm. what this this provides so you know i I had a great time reading i I just 
full disclosure, so I read most of this at the dentist's office because everything <laughs> was running late. And so I'm just like, eh, I'll just save some time and get started reading. And I would just, you know, just to continue the flash minute metaphor, I just zip through most of it because it was just such, it was such a fast read. Uh, I think I finished most of it just from that doctor's visit because of just how awesome. engaging it was. Uh, so, That's great. Uh, and again, it has some great character stuff with Wally because it has a good base from the from the comics. He's he is not the same person as Barry, even though now it's kind of been, you know, some of Wally's stuff is now part of Barry's stuff now. But uh, he is he's running away from the heroism. He he says he might as well get something out of it, which is why he's milking the shit out of this. So uh, he tries to drag Tina. And that that go ahead. That comedy would really play. Yeah, I think you know. And people would like really be engaged with a character like that because it makes them a lot more human. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything about this is working so far. Yeah, especially in 2006 where like we haven't gotten Iron Man yet. Like we haven't gotten the like selfish, arrogant superhero yet. So like this would have predated this by two years. DC just dropping the ball left (laughs) and right. So, uh, Tina even calls himself serving when he kind of refuses to check in on sirens responding to emergency because he wants to continue the date with her. So like, he's just not a hero at this point. And he needs to talk from his aunt Iris who tells him like, Hey, like the speed can be addictive. The Goyer's take on super speed is basically it's an addiction and it's a dangerous addiction. And it's an addiction that, you know, got Barry cocky and got him killed and made her quote the world's first superhero widow. So, I mean, this is speed is an addiction to people that are into racing, mm-hmm. car races. Uh, you know, the 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 three people on the planet that do plane racing, <laughs> right? You know, you know, mm-hmm. the speed isn't speed can be an addiction. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it makes sense for this, and that's that's the take that Goyer's going uh, in this direction. So, you know, naturally, <clears throat> Wallow kind of needs a kick. He needs something in order to get him to go into superhero territory for the rest of this to end up being a superhero movie. So he gets a call from Hunter. Hunter's a passenger on a packed 737 plane circling Keystone Airport because the equipment has gone out. It's not able to land. It's a big, you know, it's a big disaster that's about to come because if it's not able to land, it's probably going to crash. There might be a bomb on board. Everyone in public is looking at Wally to do something. You know, you're the Flash. You got to do something. And so all eyes on him. Wally transforms into the de- into the Flash takes off to the airport to commit his first act of superheroism. Or at least try to. So we'll see how he does. <laughs> we'll see how he does after the break. All right, everybody. So this month's uh, charity that we are trying to support here on this here podcast is the Christopher Reeve Foundation. Is that what it's called, Ben? Mm-hmm. Uh, full name is the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. But yes, we... Couldn't be superhero stuff you should know without at least asking people to donate to the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. This is the work that Reeve was doing in the last years of his life as the real-life Superman to help find cures for those living with paralysis. So you can help them change uh, their lives and the lives of millions at ChristopherReeve.org. Also, I might add a good reminder that it's Reeve and not Reeves uh, when you type it in. If you type in ChristopherReeves.org, you're not going to find this. So it's Christopher Reeve. Org, donate what you can and be a Superman or Superwoman. One, one singular Reeve, everybody, and <laughs> yes. you know, we a lot of hero worship from us and everybody that watches and listens to this show. 
and uh, it just kind of feels like it's time to put your money where your mouth is kind of a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. if you can, of course, but uh, this is uh, a way to be inspired by comics, I think, personally, So, mm -hmm. and about from heroes themselves. So, uh, yeah, if you could donate, that'd be great. Just wanted to announce that I have a new podcast called Gaming Gaiden. It's about Japanese to English translation. In this first season, it will be 10 episodes each season. If you saw the ranking, every Superman video game two-parter we did here on Superhero Stuff You Should Know, you have seen Mike before. So yes, if you like video games, if you've been interested in Japanese ever, we're going to be talking a lot about just Japan in general. Japanese cultural differences as well and we also are going to have a lot of talk about 90s video game magazines such as Electronic Gaming Monthly aka EGM so stay tuned for Gaming Gaiden Podcast it's already out now y'all I want to tell you about the Patreon.com Patreon.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod and on that you get the $1 tier uh, you can join the $1 tier, which gets you the shout-out on the board, and either visually or orally, or both, at times. Uh, <laughs> we want to do the oral, uh, for the most part, uh, for newer people. Uh, and then the $5 tier gets you a whole new show. Uh, this show is every Monday, as you well know, and it's free on YouTube and the What's Nots. And... Um, <laughs> The uh, Patreon show is every Friday at the $5 tier mark. You can, if you want, binge us for five mm -hmm. bucks. And uh, there's like 150 episodes, uh, almost 150 at this point. And you can, uh, you know, listen to all that content there. Even the stuff that's been released from the vault, none of that has been the full episode as well. So mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to keep our uh, $5 tier people happy. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, check that out. And then our $10 tier gets you all of the above, plus a uh, it gets you a monthly meetup show where you meet up with us monthly, and it's like a Zoom-like call, and we have a topic at hand, or sometimes videos we react to and things like that. And that's at the $10 tier. Um, every tier that you get, like the $5 tier, gets you the $1 tier benefits and the $10 tier gets you the $5 tier benefits and the $1 tier benefits. So mm -hmm. check that out at patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. We also got the merch, which is Redbubble, superhousepod.redbubble.com and on Threadless, superhero stuff pod.threadless.com. Get your Ben Man and Indeed Wizard mug, shirt, shower curtains and all the rest artwork by Stephen Santa Cruz. And please send us some audio at superhousepodcast at gmail.com. A bumper would be great. Mm -hmm. You too can be part of the show. I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. Thunderwolf lives as my other YouTube channel, one of my many YouTube channels. And I have uh, also thunderwolfdrew.com. has my whole portfolio in one place except for amanorecon.com. That's A-M-A-N-O-R-E-C-O-N.com. And... That is uh, an original idea that some friends and I are doing where it is R-rated um, Power Rangers meets Stranger Things. That's the quick pitch, and 
It is not a fan film, original idea. We have a pitch video right now on YouTube and on the Indiegogo page. We're campaigning right now as of this, uh, when this episode premieres. And this poster art is by Zachary Jackson Brown Art. Com. and check it out please support us on the campaign and more from that soon um, but yes it's uh it's bloody and um, if you like that kind of thing check us out and that's it ben follow us on social media on twitter at superhouse pod instagram superhero stuff pod where we have some different supplemental stuff we even i've even analyzed the martial arts stance that the keaton ornament from the flash is in so you can check that out on our instagram superhero stuff pod uh tiktok superhero stuff pod vero superhero stuff pod my website is benwanwriter.com where you can read a whole bunch of spec scripts including gotham vampire elementary the death of sherlock holmes and curb your enthusiasm disneyland if you're fans of any of those shows check them out and let us know what you think my YouTube channel is in the description below, including Doctor Who, The Ronin of Time, an audio drama I write, edit, and narrate with the 8th Doctor, meaning Miyamoto Musashi. My personal Instagram is Writer. If you like cats, my son, Alfie, my cat, is at Alfie Pennyworth Cat. And if you have an Alfie yourself, then you can get the Whisker Box, the only cat box with a crazy cat lady and gent. And you can even check out another page on that website, superherostuffpod.com slash show notes. That includes... Uh, various show notes for each of our episodes links to the scripts that we review if they're available online amazon links to the stuff we've been talking about including you know brian levant's book that he plugged for us my life and toys so check that out at superherostuffpod.com slash show notes lord have mercy y'all do you like hounds do you enjoy pooches do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines talking about dogs y'all as you might have heard, Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches! Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash SuperheroStuffPod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. That must be his brother, Jean-Claude Van Damme. We're back in the Speed Force. So Wally has taken off, and he basically arrives at Keystone Airport to see what he can do to stop this plane. I, so go ahead. I have a question about the real quick. Yeah. So he just used the ring to put on the mm -hmm. suit, right? Yeah. So because he has super speed, he can slow the world down around him from his point of view, right? Mm -hmm. So, and again, I don't read, I don't read a whole lot of Flash comics, and there's probably been explained in the comics so ben if you don't know please somebody uh say in the comments down below but the it just the the suit just kind of pops out mm -hmm. springs out of the ring yeah and then he just kind of puts it on normally right but in but in super speed so it looks like he just transformed into the flash to the regular eye yeah i also think that he sort of might like vibrate into it you know because he can go through things I think that's probably ah, quicker anyway. So the suit knows how to attach to his body like Iron Man's suit, but more form-fitting. Kind of. I mean, it, I it kind see. of, it sort of looks like it, in the comics when he, it pops out of his ring, it looks like it kind of pops out like 
almost in like a silhouette of him, and then he kind of like vibrates into it. That's he, the way I interpret. He it. Jumps into it. He, that is cool. Yeah. I do like that. It would. It, it could play for comedy if he just like. If it just springs out of the maybe the maybe the prototype version of the ring mm-hmm. or something, yeah, it just springs out and and to everybody else it looks like he transformed, but to him he's just literally putting on a suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. real fucking real slow and normal looking to him. Mm-hmm. That that would be, be kind of funny. Yeah. I think we'll yeah. see what they do when because the, there's a flash ring in the trailer for the movie coming up. So look looking like we're going to get something we'll like get something. Some yeah, we're getting some ring action, yeah, yeah for sure. So uh Wally has unleashed the ring. He's now the Flash. He arrives at the airport wondering how the hell he's going to pull this off. Right? So talks it over with the, with the cops who are like, "Well, don't you know what to do?" Of course not. He's never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> so. I just got back from a got milk commercial. <laughs> Uh, and Hunter's on the phone with him being just What like, if he still has the milk mustache? <laughs> he should. <laughs> in this scene. That would be funny. Okay. I thought they were supposed to add this in post. Uh, so yeah, yeah. He, oh, my God. He's on the phone with Hunter, and Hunter's just like, Barry could do this in his sleep. You know, you got this. And But Wally's like, I, I don't know if I've got this. You know, you're all the way up there. So uh, he takes a running start and ends up propelling himself into an 80-foot leap, reaching the plane... Problem is, there is actually a bomb on board, and it goes off. Now, great, we get kind of an early version of what we would end up seeing in Days of Future Past with that Quicksilver scene, uh-huh. uh huh, and uh, Apocalypse, where oh yeah, Flash yeah, yeah, yeah. starts jumping across the debris, able to slow through time, uh, picking up random passengers and speeding them all to safety from midair. By Hunter's request, he asked Flash to go for him last so that everyone else can get to safety. Uh, so as he's doing that, he discovers, however, a stuffed turtle on the floor of the plane. And inside is a miniaturized version of the Infinity Transducer that killed Barry, which Wally figures out means that the turtle was behind this. Uh, so he uh, he brings Hunter to safety. Everybody gets out of it. However, the explosion uh, goes off from the plane uh, Flash and Hunter are briefly caught in it, but survive. Flash, however, starts kind of going unconscious and blurring and vibrating. And uh, Tina, you know, his doctor love interest, arrives and helps sort of ground him um, and sort of have him slow down, bringing him back to consciousness. And this sort of grows their bond. You know, Wally has shown that, hey, maybe he's not such a selfish prick. He can actually be a hero. Wait, so real quick. So this action sequence has him getting everybody from... Uh crashing plane yeah to safety uh like like two people at a time like jumping like he jumps from the plane to the ground and then puts them to safety and, comes and back then up. jumps back up to the plane yeah. he's he's huffing it okay throughout this whole thing <laughs> okay i'm just trying to picture this in my mind i didn't know i, w- I always wondered how the flash's jumping ability mm-hmm. worked I, I always figured he'd be better at long jump than a high jump mm-hmm. But what do I know? I don't. I just told you I don't read the fucking <laughs> these comics that much. So I, I think I've. I actually have read like one trade, probably the first New Fifty Two trade. I mm-hmm. think Volume One, but not a lot in general. It is a really cool sequence, and again predates yeah. the Quicksilver stuff. So again, this would have been amazing to see. Oh well. So uh, yeah, but, the, yeah, Marvel is- really got to that faster than anybody else huh like mm-hmm. that that was just such it's that was just an amazing scene just 
waiting to be made, and then but, they they, yeah. they made it, and it was. I mean, just I guess great. Fox Fox before the MCU, right? Because that Quicksilver predated the uh, the Quicksilver and Age of Ultron, and even then, like the, the X Men Quicksilver has a lot more memorable speed sequences than the Aaron Johnson one. So yes, uh, yes, this is this would have predated yes. that. This would have been an early version of that, which just it was it read awesome. So I was like, all right, this is great. Um, cool. So Wally and Tina's bond uh, continues to strengthen. He takes her out on another date where, you know, he takes her hand and vibrates at a frequency, allowing her from holding his hand to sort of see the world like he does, where everything is just slowed down, uh, which I thought w- would have been cool too to see on screen. So uh, naturally, mm-hmm. we can't always have Wally on a date with peaceful moments. We got to have some more action. So back at Iron Heights, a series of sonic booms open up the walls of the prison as the turtle gets broken out of prison by our other villain, a speedster with it's hissing. It's Guile from Street Fighter. It's Guile from Street Fighter. He's, he's a crime. Sonic boom! Uh, he has a hissing, Crossover vibrating voice. Warning. He calls himself Zoom. So, uh, Oh, shit. Here he is. So Barry in the comics had Eobard Thaw the reverse flash, but Wally's reverse flash was Zoom. I know in the CW show, they just were just like, fuck it, Zoom is Barry's villain in season two, but he, he's supposed to be Wally's villain in the comics. On CW shows, the way they, the tra- trajectory is that everybody on the fucking planet Earth is, becomes a superhero, <laughs> too. <laughs> and is Barry's nemesis. So here. Barry's it, nemesis, 17 w- Wells's. <laughs> no, no, 47 Wells's. Exactly. So here, yeah, anyway. it is uh, now. In the comics, just to make this even more confusing, Reverse Flash was known, the Eobard Thawne Reverse Flash was also known as Professor Zoom. And then, you know, then there was Zoom, who's supposed to be a different character, but is also in a yellow outfit. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God, dude. They they couldn't make it more confusing if they tried. So, you know, Goyer makes it easy on us, does not really refer to him as the Reverse Flash in dialogue. Uh, Only calls him Reverse Flash once. Uh, he's called Zoom, and he also is not in the yellow outfit. He is dressed like the Flash in the beginning. He's dressed in red and gold. However, eventually he evolves it into his own black outfit, which is foreshadowing of what the CW would do, because they gave Zoom a black outfit. That's not in the comics. That's something that they came up with. So is it not? Think. Wow. I, no. I, I kind of, I, I, I guess I saw that CW episode first or something. I just always thought he had a... This black outfit. Well, Zoom in the CW show turns into Black Flash at the end of that season two. So, uh, okay, who is like the the speedster of death in a way? So they were kind of combining <laughs> characters because Black Flash is you know in a black suit in the uh, in the comic. So I think that's I don't know if they planted it that way, but it worked out pretty well for them. And I I get it. Where it's just like we don't want to have another yellow speedster and just say like, well, this one's called Zoom. Like it's they wanted he should uh, up. he should carry a scythe or something. Just make him like the Grim Reaper Flash, dude. <laughs> that would be that would, that be, would cool. be sick. That'd be really cool, actually. But uh, yeah, he he turns into Black Flash, so that's that's kind of what he looks closer to in the comics. But yeah, the the Zoom in the comics is basically just looks like Reverse Flash. Um, the, I guess the biggest difference that I've I've seen is that uh, the Eobard Thawne reverse Flash kind of he, he basically just has the the inverted colors of the Flash, but Zoom not only has the inverted colors with the yellow, but also the lightning bolt is in reverse too. Oh Whereas, yeah, that's cool. 
Whereas like reverse flash, almost. yeah, like reverse flash just keeps it to the regular lightning bolt, which again makes it confusing because you would think the guy named Reverse Flash would have the reverse, but whatever. It's, it's you see, it's easy to follow, guys. Don't worry <laughs> about it. American comics, it's easy to get into. Yeah, uh, you just go to the store and just pick up whatever, and yeah. you're fine. So uh, the turtle has used the Infinity Transducer to give speed to Zoob as a guinea pig because the turtle eventually wants speed to himself. He doesn't want to be slow anymore. So uh, I, I will say, pig. I just want to, I want to say before we keep going, yeah. <clears throat> I'm liking the script. Yeah, but like. We got we've had like turtle and then we had what was another one before this one? Wasn't there another one? Slow. A villain? Slow. <laughs> I mean slow's just okay, a so it's only <laughs> so it's, it's basically it's only two, the turtle. It's only and two Zoom. villains. Yeah. Turtle and Zoom. Okay. <laughs> Zoom just kinda pop up out of nowhere, but he looks cool, so I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it needs it there needed to be a muscle character, you know, like He's like his um, Bane from Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, except a lot more intelligent. Like vastly a lot better more than that. Uh, and more okay, dead. good. That's good. So uh, okay. Zoom is in I the mean, red costume. I mean, if you an all-black suit like this, I'm down. All, yeah, I'm just yeah. already ready yeah. for this in now, my life. Right now, he's in the red costume because he's trying to frame the Flash. And so Wally is framed for breaking out the turtle. And then all these different disasters happen all over the U.S. Buildings and bridges are collapsing. And footage shows that the Flash is responsible. So Zoom is just out and out framing the Flash and stuff because he's trying to lure him out. And Tina points out that all the incidents on the map, when you put them all together, spell out a message. And across America, the message says, catch me if you can, with an exclamation point. And the exclamation point, the dot of the exclamation uh, exclamation point is Pittsburgh. So Wally, of course, races straight to Pittsburgh without thinking because he's just like, all right, I got this. And so he shows up to confront Zoom and gets his ass kicked by Zoom. So this is this was like the time in in superhero movies where everything had like a flaming logo. Remember that? Oh like yeah, the, the yeah, lo- like the crow and Daredevil and stuff. They all had it this time, yeah. dude. Even the I Dark mean, Knight Rises. Didn't even. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is just a, a such a trope at this yeah. time. I know Catch Me If You Can is not that, but it reminded me of that. Yeah, it's a little bit like that, but it, it, there's bigger plot element to it, whereas the other ones is just like, eh, you didn't need it. It was just a cool visual. So Yeah, uh, like, okay, I'm glad we moved on from that. For <laughs> yeah. sure. Zoom is on a bridge. He's endangering innocent people, and Wally tries to take him on. Zoom has the ability to create sonic booms with just the snap of his fingers. Uh, which is also in the comics. I don't remember him doing that in the CW show, but he can do that in the comics. Uh, I'll say Goyer's Guile. take. <laughs> Goyer's take on Guile, Guile or Zoom here is uh, <laughs> a lot more faithful to the comics than the CW show. Uh, but okay. uh, he calls Wally a fraud. He calls him a pop star pretending to be a hero. He's trying to get under his skin uh, and stuff. But uh, Zoom's speed does not come from the same source as Wally's. His speed has kind of been bastardized and stuff because it's artificial, it's manufactured. And so his speed kind of slows down. And the public is all able to see that there are actually two flashes, one being evil and one being good. And that kind of absolves (laughs) Wally from what Zoom's been doing. Wally, however, still feels like he failed to save all the people on the bridge, still finding himself in Barry's shadow. Uh, Zoom returns to the turtle. He's addicted to the speed and wants more. So now you can see thematically why Zoom's in this. He's he's to represent the addiction part, uh, the the darker side of this addiction. Uh, the turtle 
did mm. not want Hick, Zoom. So he he it, Zoom can be like a cautionary tale for yeah, for Wally. If, for so that's like his uh, internal uh, take from that, right? Mm-hmm. So this is uh, yeah, this is good stuff uh, here, uh, Goyer. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The turtle did not want Zoom to kill the Flash because he needs the Flash. Again, he wants to take uh, the Flash's speed from him, and so he kind of does not allow Zoom to kill. I'm tired of being so goddamn slow. <laughs> he gets the Flash's powers and he just walks normally. <laughs> like, yes, finally. <laughs> this is all you wanted? Like like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be normal, man. <laughs> it takes me three hours Actually, to eat dinner. It's just stupid. Honestly, we joke, but there's probably a kernel of good, like, dramatic villain in that. Yeah, in that, in that sentiment that we just uh, made fun of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Goyer, this is the only thing in this script where I was just like, I don't know about this dude. The turtle wants to reassert control over Zoom, so he makes Zoom crawl on his knees to kiss his foot. It's weird. It does pay off later, <sighs> I mean, but I'm like... You know, eh. that's like... I don't know why Zoom would do that. Yeah. I guess just to keep his powers or something. Yeah, uh, you could maybe play that real creepy somehow. He's a junkie I don't know. who wants his fix, and the dealer is w- <laughs> basically like the guy who's addicted to crack and is asked to give a blowjob. Like that's kind of the thing that I interpreted here, where he's like, right, he's okay. desperate, right? Yeah, that this 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 uh, God, there's. It sounds silly, like you said, but there's. I don't know. Maybe that's fine. It is rooted in something. It. Dip- I think it depends on how it would have been brought to screen. You know, because on, on paper, you ima- I don't all right. know. Try to imagine Vincent D'Onofrio doing that as Kingpin. Do you think that could probably work? Him having somebody kiss his foot, or he? Yeah, him. yeah. Him having him having somebody kiss his foot. Oh, yeah. Because Kingpin I, always wins. I, my issue isn't necessarily Turtle asking for it so much as Zoom, like kind but of brought to that it. level. You know. Right, yeah. What would bring? Well, I mean, we establish his addiction, I guess. So I, I guess it kind of works. I, I, I don't know. It, it like, it makes sense. It's just weird. It just reads weird to me. So okay. we'll, we'll move on. But it's it, it was it's the only thing in the script where I'm just like, uh, I don't know, Goyer. But everything else is was great. <laughs> so we fix the fix in the next draft. <laughs> uh, back at Star Labs, Wally figures out that he thinks he knows who T- who Zoom is, and it's Tina's ex, Jerry. The doctor who's always envious of him. Zoom sounded envious <laughs> of him during the fight. Jerry has access to all Star Labs technology. He was the one to visit him in the hospital when he first got powers. Wally thinks he's got this all figured out. And before Tina stops him, Wally takes off to Jerry's place to confront him and stop Zoom once and for all. Except when he gets there, Jerry's been killed. And a message in blood okay. on the wall says, even the Flash can't be everywhere at once. Zoom... Okay. Has basically tricked him. Because back at Star Labs, Zoom arrives. Nobody's under the protection of the Flash here. So he kills all the cops, including, you know, Barry's father figure, Chire, and kidnaps Tina. So Zoom is out for blood at this point. Tina gets taken by Zoom over to the Turtles' hideout, where she finds out that the Turtle has been secretly funding Star Labs this entire time, and that her ex husband, Jerry, was killed by Zoom because he found out the truth. Of what was behind them. Okay. So okay. he wants Tina's help. She's a doctor, after all, to curb off all the side effects that Zoom is experiencing from the speed so he can finally harness the Flash's speed for himself and just walk normally, I guess, since we're adding that wrinkle into yeah. this. <laughs> so. <laughs> the desire to be normal. Yes. So Wally then uh, 
has to figure out how he can track down Zoom. He realizes that he has the ability to see electromagnetic radiation. This felt a little random. Uh, he can see radiation. <laughs> and so he tracks down Zoom, who now debuts his black costume. So now we can envision how it looked in the CW show. Um, yeah. They have another confrontation, but this time Wally is more prepared. He's able to catch Zoom, and he goes so quickly that he basically zooms into a dozen different flashes who beat the shit out of Zoom, beating him on all sides to wear him down. Zoom's speed starts depleting, and Wally is able to rip off his mask, revealing that Zoom is his mentor, Hunter Zolomon. So, oh, shit. the guy who's supposed to be in a wheelchair. Sound familiar, CW fans? So, uh, Mantis on Fox way back <laughs> in the day? In flashbacks, we find out that the turtle... Uh, sort of corrupted hunter. He was offered by the turtle to gain speed with the turtle taking advantage of Hunter's envy towards Wally. You know, Hunter, you know, was a hero. He was Barry Allen's best friend, uh, but got basically his leg sacrificed when trying to rescue Wally. Wally has been fucking around with his life for years. Hunter has been an upstanding citizen relegated to a wheelchair. Wally gets the powers. Hunter doesn't. Hunter feels envious. Wally's just trying to use all this for publicity and shit and got milk commercials. So the turtle takes advantage of this, as well as Hunter's desire to walk again and says, hey, what if I gave you the powers of the Flash? Because you can use them better than Wally can. So uh, Hunter was the one who planted the Infinity Transducer on the 747. Uh, He was the one who put the bomb on that. And he asked Barry, I mean, not Barry, Wally, to save him last because both of them got kind of caught a little bit in the energy of the explosion, and that's how he got the speed. That's why Zoom does not show up until after the plane, because Hunter didn't okay. get the speed yet until after the plane crash. So okay. this is all coming together. Hunter is Zoom. Uh, Zoom has also led Wally right to the turtle's headquarters this, during this whole time, and Vesp, the turtle, activates the Infinity Transducer. Wally is now suffering the same fate as Barry, He's caught in the middle of it. He has to go Nova. He has to disintegrate. And he ends up in the Speed Force, meeting a familiar face, Barry. So Barry is waiting for him there. Uh, Barry reveals that Wally accelerated to the point that he went backwards in time. And now he and Barry are in this part of the Speed Force, stuck and trapped in the same moment where time never advances. So that's where Barry's been this whole time. He didn't actually die, which stays true to what ends up happening in, you know, in Final Crisis when Grant Morrison brought Barry back. Uh, he's also confirmed. Okay. So everybody assumed he died. <clears throat> yeah. Like in an explosion. Like they, they assumed he was like just dissipated into into like this huge explosion. But he actually was here the whole time. Yeah, exactly. They never saw a body. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Just like in, in the comics in Crisis on Infinite Earths, he kind of just disintegrates just like in here. They'll never see a body. Wally becomes the Flash for over 20 years, and then Grant Morrison decides to bring Barry back in uh, Final Crisis, and that causes all sorts of shit to happen, where now, like, all right, well, Barry's back as the Flash, and so let's, you know, which leads Jeff Johns to rewrite his backstory with Reverse Flash killing his mom, which then leads to the CW show, which then leads to this movie coming out. So, like, it's all, you know, all that stuff leads to Flashpoint, too. So you see how there's just a domino effect to everything. Uh, here, but it's 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 cool because I think Goyer. Let's see, this is two thousand six. Yeah, Goyer beats Morrison to the punch. 
in well, the idea that Barry is stuck in the the Speed Force during this whole time because that Final Crisis wasn't into wasn't written yet in two thousand six. I'm pretty sure. I think that was two thousand ten. I'll look that up right now. Uh, Does he uh, like say he mentor shit or is he like get me out of here? <laughs> get well, me this out is of this Speed is Force. this like, is the what? mentor shit. Yeah, because okay. The the thing that I've noticed about. Um, in this script, as well as in the next Flash script that we cover, which is by Chris Brancato, uh, they both have Wally West as the Flash, but they kind of skip over Kid Flash. <laughs> they never have him as, okay. like, I used to be Kid Flash in that yellow costume. Like, they never actually cover that. It's always, like, okay. Wally gets the powers as, like, an adult, and Barry died when he was younger, that type of thing. So, like, Barry only really gets an opportunity to mentor him in these types of scenes where Wally is now an adult with the speed and runs into uh, Barry in the speed force. So okay. here's where all the mentorship comes in. Barry warns Wally kind of what Iris said, that speed could be intoxicating and to be vigilant that the speed doesn't destroy him. Goyer in an interview that I saw said, you know, the flash we compared to like Hermes and Mercury. Goyer saw him as Icarus that like speed was uh... like the sun. It was like, beware of this modern vice, beware of this power and stuff. Don't fly too close to the sun, that type of thing. So Barry and Zoom fly too close to the sun. Wally's story is learning not to fly too close to the sun in the script. Uh, but also learn to not run away from... Yeah, from his responsibilities. His, and, and his, his responsibilities, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Wally still feels guilty about Barry's death, but Barry, of course, reminds him it wasn't his fault you know, years ago. And I guess it's sort of implied that part of the, him running away was the fact that he felt that he killed his Uncle Barry. He was, you know, after all, uh, you know, Barry sort of gave himself up because Wally was the one who was held hostage. So that type of thing. Uh, so he's sort of having this conversation where Barry absolves him of that guilt and he brings up to Wally, like, hey, if we combine our powers, we can send you back. Problem is, it's a two-man job. Someone has to keep the door open from over here. So Wally cries because he doesn't want to lose his uncle for a second time. But Barry reminds him, hey, nothing in life is fair. Just tell Iris I love her. And they combine their speed, and Barry sends his successor back home to save, basically save the day. It's a great moment. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really awesome uh, over here. So... Uh, back at the lair, Lou, Zoom decides to get revenge on Vesp, the turtle, by making the turtle kiss his foot. See, it does pay off a little bit later. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and he uses, you know, he's he's basically high on his own speed uh, and uses sparks from his powers to transfer so much speed to, to the turtle, being kind of just like, you know, you wanted speed, here you go. And so he kind of overloads the turtle got it. with speed and kills the man. Zoom is now the final boss in the script. So uh, Tina warns him that he's using too much of it. He's going to burn himself out. He's going to kill himself, but Zoom refuses to listen to her. He tosses her off the roof of a building. Wally, however, has arrived back and manages to catch her, and uh, she's surprised, you know, that he's back, and he brings up, like, you know, he's, he's gone through a hell of a lot. But at this point, Zoom sees that Flash is back and slams into him at Mach 10. This is where we get the ultimate speedster fight. This is the type of fight that I think this is, you've always wanted to see. Go this ahead. is what I want from the upcoming movie. Yeah. Like this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know if they'll do like time travel punches and stuff, but like, like what I want to see is like a punch 
to the other speedster and it punches him back to the prehistoric era and mm-hmm. he hits a he hits a you know a a pterodactyl or whatever a t-rex mm-hmm. and then the other guy gets punched into the great wall while it's being built in china or mm-hmm. i don't know i mean that would probably cause a whole lot of like changing the future kind of shit because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of things in the past were changed but i don't Maybe. know so there's a lot of spectacle here that we've kind of never seen i think yeah in, like with a real big budget it's not a time travel fight, but it is a speedster fight all over the world. So, like, in one Which punch... Is, that's awesome, though. Yeah, they're yeah. in the Colorado Rockies, and their speed causes an avalanche. And then another punch, they're in the open sea, running on water. Another punch, they're in a Japanese fishing village. Zoom speed creates a tsunami. So Wally's like, oh, fuck, and he has to save everybody in the tsunami and then go oh back into the God. fight. Then they're in Egypt and fighting through the pyramids. Like, it's... This is the type of shit that I, I read... I got to this part. I'm just like, this is the stuff that you've wanted... You've said on the show that you've wanted to see for years. It was in the script, 2006. It's it's like we've seen so much superhero spectacle at this point, mm-hmm. you know, and we've seen like the whole, you know, speedster kind of slow-mo thing with um, Quicksilver, like we just talked about earlier in this episode, mm-hmm. which is cool, very cool, great time. Uh, but I, yeah, it's like this kind of thing. Even to this day, in the movie, as of this recording, this movie, this Flash movie isn't out yet, so we'll probably get it. Mm-hmm. But as of this recording, 2023, we haven't exactly seen this type of fight. Right. Like, you always say, oh, we've seen it all. All the superhero stuff. We've seen everything that can happen. You know, like, you know, at least the people that are experiencing fatigue right now. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, no, actually we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we still, <laughs> there's still, there's still uncovered territory with the superhero fights. There's uh, a reason and, why and these have time. lasted for decades. These certain stories yeah. have lasted for decades. And yeah, not every issue out there is great. But again, like the longevity of these characters, <laughs> you just need to tap into that type of stuff. And, and again, like Goyer knew what he was doing. He had already written Batman and Blade. He hasn't written Superman yet, but he kind of knows, like, hey, if I'm going to do a Flash movie, it can't be me repeating Batman. And, like, it's it's oh, exactly yeah. what it is. Like, this is not this is not a pseudo-realistic Christopher Nolan world. You know, he, he stays true to the Flash world. He stays true to the spectacle. He stays true to the characters. It does not feel like, oh, let's just do the Flash as Batman. Like, it, it's, it, it stays true to that, and, and I really appreciated that. And he knew, like, hey, like, this is the cinematic potential for the Flash is this type of shit. Oh yeah, it's great. So yeah, a little fun, fun sci-fi action. Yeah, he really got it right, I thought, with this one. Uh, so Wally, in, in a beat that seems similar to those who watch the CW show, but Wally asks, "What does he do to Tina over the intercom on his cow?" Which happens a lot in the CW show, at least in the early seasons. And uh, Tina tells Wally, "Hey, Zoom. If you give all your speed to Zoom, he'll burn out. You have to do the opposite of what you've been doing this whole time. He can't keep running again. He has to stay still and sort of." you know basically sacrifice his speed over to it so they hope it do- it works but wally says hey if this doesn't he wants her to know that everything he felt about her was real basically telling her that he also loves her uh zoom then catches up to him okay. and wally stops surrendering his speed lightning then floods into zoom who basically is getting super high off of it except now he ods he can't handle it he gets ripped apart aging him decades in seconds before he shrivels up and passes away. That's the end of Zoom. So, uh, pretty cool, I thought. Sometime later, Wally returns to Barry Allen's memorial and uses his super speed to rub off the death date on the Flash's statue, promising his aunt that one day 
he'll find a way to bring Barry back. So that's kind of the direction for future sequels right here. Uh, Wally and Tina also decide to take over Barry's old headquarters. There, Wally confesses that he sees Tina as, you know, the one who sort of grounds him and makes him want to sort of just just be. She's not somebody he wants to run away from. Uh, Wally then hears, <laughs> this is ironic, because Wally then hears about a hostage crisis, crisis in Chicago and tells her, well, I'll be back in a flash. And he takes off his costume, and the, mon- the monologue and the voiceover basically sums it up saying that, quote, they say lightning never strikes twice, but in my case, it did. My name is Wally West, and I'm the fastest man alive. The end. Nice. So That's good. That was a good one. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I know we we both yeah. like the last Flash one, but I mean, this one is this one definitely is is the superior Flash script. Even though, like, again, at the time in '87, the Strain one would have worked, but this one would have been awesome and would have changed a lot, right? Because let's say they go stay true to the script, and the Flash is a huge hit in 2006. Does Reynolds still become Deadpool if he becomes known as the Flash in like this major major Flash film series? I don't know. I mean, they had this in 06, and then they had Justice League Mortal in 2008. Like, they were just dropping good ones uh, yeah. left and right at this time. I mean, they make they make Batman Begins and <clears throat> Dark Knight, so kudos to them. But mm-hmm. it just seems like they were dropping all this other stuff that was great as well. Yeah. This script really seemed like it, it, this, this could have been made. This yeah. was like, the other ones like needed other passes and were kind of laughable at times, you know. Mm-hmm like they wrote it in an hour which is fine uh but yeah you know when we make a lot of fun of uh goyer on this podcast mm-hmm. for his she hulk uh comments but uh but he did good on this one uh this 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 was a good one yeah for sure uh there is a little bit of information in terms of why this wasn't made and i'll have you read off the direct quote from goyer but essentially uh, he and warner brothers had creative differences so Okay. Uh, I'll have you take it away when you're ready. Okay. So, The God's honest truth is that WB and myself simply couldn't agree on what would make for a cool Flash film. I'm quite proud of the screenplay, which I turned in. I threw my heart into it, and I genuinely think it would have been the basis of a groundbreaking film. But as of now, the studio is heading off in a completely different direction. And fuck She-Hulk. <laughs> Why does he always bring that up, bro? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess Warner Brothers had a different idea of what this could be, and I'm I'm not really sure what that what that would have entailed because I'm just like, uh, it's not like this needed more spectacle. Like you got that that final fight, dude, is amazing. The 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 plane rescue sequence, amazing. Like everything. All the action sequences here are solid. There's nothing in here. I'm just like, yeah, that seems kind of typical. Like, maybe it feels that way in 2023 lens. But again, 2006, we have not seen. He was ahead of the curve. Yeah, that stuff hasn't happened. We haven't seen an Iron Man type thing yet with, like, a really arrogant superhero who, like, doesn't give a fuck about a secret identity. Like, that type of stuff hasn't happened yet. So, I don't know what Warner Brothers really wanted at the time, but... I guess we'll we'll never know until Goyer says more, which he might. He might in the future because uh, the fact that this Flash movie is coming out, so he might uh, spill some more beans. Who knows? So, I mean, this one was great, and the seemingly the one that's going to come out is great. Yeah. So this will be you know, the one there's to a beat. lot of a lot of Flash potential in the in the air. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Yeah. So 
yeah, no, I really like, really love this one. Uh, and then next next month we'll be covering the Chris Brancano Flash script, which kind of has a similar template, where it is Wally as the Flash again, but different villains, different type of story, different love interest. A lot of it's different. We'll cover that in uh, in April. But until then, that is superhero stuff you should know. Big thanks to Dan for gathering the visuals for the YouTube experience. Uh, let's go over to the fan comments we got here. So uh, from Ander Ortega, I have to say that uh, this is a comment on the William Goldman Shazam screenplay. He says, I have to say that for being, quote, one of the greatest superhero scripts to never make it into the screen, Uslan's quote, not ours, the plot was not so great and even somewhat sexually awkward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, will you cover the John August Shazam script as well? Hey, if you have a copy... Send it over, superhousepodcast at gmail.com. Might take us a while to get to it, especially considering our Shazam videos. Views, not so good, just like the movie, <laughs> the box office. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. We're going to cover a little bit of that talk in the Patreon, by the way. So <laughs> yes. stay tuned yeah. for that. Um, Ander asked, do you have a top five of the best canceled scripts? I remember your praise of Batman Year One, the Aronofsky one, the James Bond-esque Batman script of 1982 from Tom Mankiewicz and Justice League Mortal. Dude, I'd say this one is 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 on the top five. The, I mean, yeah, it's just it's a rare feeling on this podcast when it's like, oh, that was like, that was like legit good, yeah. you know? Yeah, this. I think the top top was probably the Aronofsky yeah, one. We were like, yeah. I was just like listening to you, like, damn, all right, yeah, like all right, everything. yeah, shit, that's good. Yeah, Aronofsky one, um, maybe then then mortal than this than Mankiewicz, i'd say it, it's 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 mm, yeah yeah something yeah. like that I, I can't remember half of the shit to be honest but i mean i remember, I remember those being good just at least. Be, <laughs> but yeah i mean you know i remember the uh, yeah aronofsky is like probably number one at, yeah. like as far as unmade scripts mm-hmm. and out of what I remember, at least right now at this point of time, this could be two, man. <laughs> at least oh, for yeah. me, this is a good one. Yeah. This is a good one. No, it, it is. It is good. Maybe there's some recency bias on our part on this, but it's. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It probably is. It, this is probably one of the best ones we've covered in a while. It's better than the William Goldman Shazam one. It's better than the previous Flash one we covered. It's definitely better than Puzo's stuff from Superman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was so, the biggest disappointment. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm hesitant to, to give a definitive top five because we haven't really covered a ton of the Superman unmade stuff yet. Uh, we're getting to it. It's just a, it's a ton of reading, guys. <laughs> like a, that I've, we got uh, to make like go 12 more Shazam episodes that get like 12 views. <laughs> and yes. we love every one of those views that we get. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ander, for your support. Yes, thank this. you. Uh, yeah. So other comments come from the Michael Keaton toys uh episode that uh, it's the patreon preview we did kylo ren 0127 says i absolutely love these toys and for anyone wondering this is information we did not say in the patreon preview but did say in the five dollar patreon uh the 12 inch scale mcfarland keaton batman from the flash is 40 dollars usd so that shit at that price point is gonna sell the fuck out for months yeah i feel like that is like a great price for that kind of quality. It's Keaton Bat. Looks great. It's dude. It's good. honestly, dude. If you listen to this podcast, if can you you can pre-order toys maybe. Yeah. Like if you can pre-order that shit, I would probably pre-order it because that shit is gonna sell out for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm 
it's it's something I'm tempted to get to. You know, like you know the merchandise for this. Ben, what, you wait. of all people, <laughs> you need this fucking thing in your life. <laughs> I'm de- well. I'm so part of it's also like, do I get this one or do I get the 1989 equivalent to it, which I know is available. You know, because I do prefer that costume. So. Oh, I leave that up to your discretion. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's this it's a good one yeah, though. It definitely it is, is a good one. So, uh, thank yeah. you, Kylo, for that. Uh, and then Walter the Wobot followed up on uh, his comment about the uh, new Keaton suit, saying the face on the Keaton statue looks like Christian Bale's face. <laughs> uh, okay. My complaint with the new Keaton suit are as follows: one, they've lost the yellow belt. The belt would have been a nice carry through from '89 Returns to Flash. Two, the chest pecs look too big. I guess you think he has man boobs in this. Uh, the cowl neck and cape attachment is wonky. Four, it looks cheap. I don't know about that, but uh, the other three I can see. Uh, that said, I'm hoping it looks better on film than in the stills. I mean, I don't know. I have to take a look at it again with like these notes right next to the pictures. Uh, right now, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I guess some people are just, I'm not like as picky as other people as far as this thing is concerned. I mean, I guess I am in some things, some ways, but I don't know. I'm pretty much fine with this suit for the most part. I, I do want the yellow belt. Yeah. I do agree with that point mm-hmm. probably the most, but the rest I can't, uh, I don't know. I have to see again. I'm not sure why they went, you know, they went away from that. Like, it, it, it seems weird to uh, me. You got everything they else. Want to differ- they want to differentiate just to. Have they don't want to make it seem like he hasn't updated his suit in forty years or whatever? They want to they want to make it seem like that Keaton bat is a bat that evolves. Yeah. So his suit changes also. So that's 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 my read mm-hmm. on it. We'll just have to see if there's more of an explanation. But uh, thank you, Walter the Wobot. Yes, thank you. All right, on to the shoutouts. Oh man, we got here so quickly. I feel like in a um, flash. We were ha- we were having fun. Yes, having yeah in a flash. So thanks everybody on here. Some of our most recent people include Bobby M, Damon or Diamond, Michael G, and Slight Rebellion off Madison. What a great name! And we want to thank our other supporters as well. And when we've told you about our friends and my name being Balsack Barry, and we would <laughs> which is a hundred percent true, and uh, we would like. <laughs> you to do us a favor we want you to tell all your friends about us you're listening to the geekscape network 